Black Lives Matter. She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the Misdirected Mark Network. Episode 142 is brought to you by patron Lauren Bolin. To She's a Super Geek, the actual play podcast highlighting women as GMs. Hello, all. I'm Andy. And on today's episode, my co host Senda and I are joined by the amazing April Walsh to play her new game, Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Could there be a more on-brand game for She's a Super Geek to play? Thirsty Sword Lesbian celebrates queer love and power in any setting where swords cross and hearts race. It's a Powered by the Apocalypse game, and it's on Kickstarter now. You can find out more information at swordlesbians.com or sword.gay. But enough from me, let's hear about it from April herself. Hi, everyone. Welcome to She's a Super Geek. I'm Senda, and I have today my co-host, Andy. Hello. And a super special guest with us to run her new game that is coming out hopefully now on Kickstarter, as you are hearing these words from a map, from my mouth, April Walsh. Hello. Yay. Hello, Thanks for April. having me. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we are going to be playing your new game, which is on Kickstarter, October 13th, and it is called Thirsty Sword Lesbians, Ooh. which I am extremely excited about. Can you tell us a little bit more about your game if someone thinks that that sounds interesting and wants to go check it out? Yeah, absolutely. So Thirsty Sword Lesbians is a game that celebrates queer love and power in any setting where swords cross and hearts race. It's uh, powered by the Apocalypse game, so it's easy to pick up, and it's very much focused on telling positive and empowering stories about disaster queers who have swords and have melodrama and are just really fun to play and get into trouble with. It's on Kickstarter right now, and you can find it by going to swordlesbians.com or sword.gay. <laughs> oh wow! Sword dot. I was so excited that that URL option <laughs> has appeared. Oh, it's so good. Right? It just it just became available this month, just in time. <laughs> just so that the audience at home sort of knows the 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 preparatory steps that we have already taken. We've kind of gone through, picked our playbooks, and decided on some character stuff. We've also run through our safety that we're going to be doing for us on mics here. So we're not going to actually have that on air, but just know that we're using it and we have it. Thirsty Sword Lesbians can be set in a number of different contexts. It's even kind of like Slash Fic, the RPG, if you've ever read any smutty fanfics. It's not smutty, there can be kissing, but it is basically taking a variety of premises and genres and making them queer and focusing on the relationships among the characters in this action romance context. Today, we're going to be playing a magical girl setting which is one of the examples that's in the book. It comes with a bunch of examples by me and some amazing contributing authors. And this is Sparkle Heart Magic Force Go. So the premise is it's been years since the mystical guardians of the Sparkle Heart received their call to arms. They transformed to battle the Eidolons, who are otherworldly monsters. They have eerie beauty and vicious intent. And thanks to the guardians, the gate was sealed. 
just in time for finals. So the PCs then parted ways after graduation, and that's all a distant memory until a new threat arises. And so each of these characters that you're going to hear about has just been attacked by an eerily familiar opponent who doesn't seem to just be a mindless creature like the Eidolons, but a person with intent. And they've never fought or hurt people before, and they're not even sure that they can rekindle the magic and summon forth the power of the Sparkle Heart after so many years. So let's hear now about who our amazing sword queers are. I am playing a spooky witch named Blair Gravestone, she, her pronouns. Since graduating from college, Blair bounced around to a bunch of different jobs and has ended up working as a mortuary receptionist at the Woodlawn Mortuary and Cremation business. So she is the one who, when you walk in, greets you, but she's not trying to sell you anything. She will get you a cup of coffee, though. So she is a bit distant. Um, it, she looks like she's a bit of a daydreamer, but she can actually talk to spirits. Most of the time, she's pretty sure they're spirits of the dead. She's always wearing professional attire these days because that's what you wear when you work at a mortuary. And when she was in college and was an active magical girl, she had a necklace with a what looked like a wishbone on it, and that was her that was her pendant to help her transform. Uh, that wishbone sort of grew and became a bone sword. But she doesn't wear it anymore because there hasn't been any problems since senior year. And she's a disaster pansexual. Perfect. Not that any of us aren't disaster whatevers, but... <laughs> Some more than others. Speaking yeah. of which, Senda, tell us about your <laughs> character. I've chosen the Scoundrel playbook because how could I not? I'm going to be playing Stormy Mullane. I'm also using she, her pronouns. I am the kind of person that like when I'm in a conversation with you, like my attention and my listening like is all very directed at you, right? Like I am an eyes only for you kind of person. <laughs> but once I turn away, all bets are off because I am out of sight, uh, out of mind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of about the new shiny. I like to wear like flowy like clothes. I'm usually wearing like the 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 secret pants. I like to call them secret pants. It like it looks like a skirt, but it's really pants. Oh, I love those. <laughs> secret pants. I work as a realtor. Oh my god. Pressuring people into buying houses. <laughs> you scoundrel. Uh yes. <laughs> What was your Correct. major, Stormy? Business, <laughs> obviously. Amazing. So the locket that I wear is actually, um, it's actually a heart. It's not my original locket. My original locket was like a storm cloud with like a little lightning bolt coming out of it. And I have that somewhere, whatever. But like the one that I wear is is actually a heart. It's got a weird picture inside of it. I think that's all that I'll say about that so far. <laughs> Great. This scenario comes with some custom relationship prompts. So since there are only two of you, what I'm going to ask you to do is look at the relationship prompts for your playbook 
and then let us know if that applies to the other PC or not. So the scoundrel has a prompt back then, meaning when you were in college, you kissed someone you shouldn't have, who was most, who was most upset. And then which of the others did you reach out to at a low moment shortly before the attacks? So in a group, a larger group game, then these would be different people. Since there are just the two of you, if it applies to the other person, let us know. I think in college, I kissed. I did kiss you. <laughs> I'm not shocked at this. But I wasn't <laughs> supposed to because I wasn't dating you. Are you only supposed to kiss people you're dating? Is, I mean, is that a rule you follow? I feel like that's not a rule you follow. I don't think it is a rule I follow. I think that's why else? someone was upset. Oh. <laughs> On the other hand, I'm not sure that I reach out to anyone when I have low moments because I just move on to something else and try to pretend. I think you probably <laughs> like to sit with the proverbial cloud above your head and, <laughs> and stew. I do. I like the storms. Yeah. So, yes. So, I think I kissed you. And then, who was the most upset about it? Well, I don't remember, but someone was very upset. Perfect. <laughs> I actually think mine is going to dovetail with that. Uh-huh. Because you were kissing me because you were covering that the fact that I had a oh. tiny Adelon pet. Uh-huh. Because the RA was coming. And I think the Adelon pet looked like a rat or something like from a distance you couldn't tell so and i was keeping it in a rat cage and and whatnot i was actually studying it okay i wasn't really a pet just you seemed really attached just because i named it hamster mick ham face doesn't mean anything (laughs) (laughs) well it didn't even look like a hamster ratty mick rat face just doesn't sound good so hamster i mean it didn't really look like a rat either it just looked more like a rat than anything else yeah (laughs) And so we knew that the RA was coming, and so we threw a blanket over the cage and started kiss. And no, we threw the we threw a blanket over the cage, and then you yelled out, "Kiss me!" And then you kissed me, and so the RA walked in on us kissing and was like, "Oh, sorry, bye," and didn't do the room check, and so we were able to move the pet to somewhere else before she checked my room yeah that's a move though right like kiss me that's like the that's like the call for help like (laughs) get help move right good it's it's there is a basic move called finally kiss in a dangerous situation after you've had some tension building that sounds build tension first (laughs) that sounds like it might have been an entice or the scoundrel using their special provoke move too to make mm-hmm, that right. happen, which we will maybe get to see right. as we play. Normally, I wouldn't kiss you because you were super interested in um, someone. <laughs> someone. Yeah. Funny how. <laughs> funny how you just forget people that used to be really important. You know, just can't yeah. remember their names or really difficult. You know, mm-hmm. Mysterious. Yeah. So now I'm going to ask you a couple of setup questions. Our spooky witch. You reached out to the scoundrel after you were attacked to call for this reunion. What time and place did you pick, and does it have a sentimental significance? Are we both around the same town we went to college in, is my question. 
or is this yeah is this more of a long distance for, for ease of we're gonna um, say yes plot i feel like we should just say yes yeah. to that right so i think i called you to the mudslide which was our old hangout you know as under 21s we hung out drinking coffee and then as over 21s always always over uh, of course 21s uh we drank alcohol as well the coffee side like 90s giant mugs yes same <laughs> it has not changed or updated since we were in college so people oh, think best. it's the well the current college students think it's kitschy right but but really it's just still exactly like that yeah <laughs> i love it so my second question is also for the spooky witch. Oh. Your adversary didn't attack immediately. When they extended their hand, why did you reject them? Well, I thought they were a spirit. And I'm like, I don't want to go into the spirit realm. I have work to do. I have student loans to pay off. Like, I have to go to work. So I, I think I assumed that they were, yeah, trying to you know, help me astral project or something. And it was just like, nah, not now. <laughs> okay, great. I didn't mean so for it capitalism. to weird. <laughs> the answer. <laughs> I mean, yes. And we didn't really flesh out what uh, these attackers looked like. I'm picturing a amorphous, not amorphous. I'm picturing a sort of translucent shadow body with a glowing mask that is kind of stylized in a way that is reminiscent of the Eidolons, but could be mistaken for a spirit if you haven't seen an Eidolon in a long time. Yeah, and it wasn't a spirit that I knew, so I just right. was like, no, I gotta go. I mean, if it was a spirit I knew and they were asking for help, of course I would have taken their hand, but it's been a long time since anybody asked me for help other than directions to the restroom mm. or could you get me a cup of coffee and that's fine that's what i like it's simple it's easy i don't have to think too hard we also established that there was something familiar about the adversary and it's maybe something that only came out after you didn't take their hand and they attacked you but you couldn't place it the so the scoundrel do you think you graduated, or did you leave school before graduating? Yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> I had, like, one semester left, and I was like, Psh, whatever, done. Yeah, Not, why? Like, I, I, I mean, it was like, I could just continue to sink more money into this, or I could just go, like, immediately start making my fortune selling houses, right? Like, I, oh, it, I don't just sell them. Like, let's, let's just be clear here, right? Like, I'm not just your standard run-of-the-mill realtor. I flip houses. Yes. So, like... I come in, I oh, buy these houses for dirt cheap, right? <laughs> Of course you and do. Then I turn them into glorious palaces. And then I sell them for, for more than I bought them for and more than I spent on them, hopefully. I mean, it's usually worked out that way. I'm, you know, I'm good at this. I'm good at this stuff. Do you have a reality TV show? Not yet. <laughs> I'm, I mean... I'm really not supposed to talk about it yet. We haven't signed any of the contracts, so shh. <laughs> Perfect. Scoundrel, what's the most foolish thing you've done while chasing the thrill you felt back in your 
mystical guardian days. And why does that thing still haunt you? Oh, dear. That's not fair. I, I'm the one who gets haunted. <laughs> <laughs> but I get haunted emotionally. <laughs> yeah, you're used to it. You're like, oh, yeah. strange spirit, leave me alone. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I have, like, left a trail of prominent people with whom I have had one night to one month flings. I think you're looking for torrid affair. Yeah, torrid affair. You're correct. That is what I'm looking for. There is like just a trail of like disaster <laughs> affairs just like in my wake. And the thing is like no matter who I end up with at any given moment, no matter how spicy or like how amazing the chemistry is, it never actually fulfills me because I can't, I like, I really have trouble actually really connecting with these people because, because I'm trying to find something that I used to have and that's what I'm doing. So it's, I'm basically like, hunting for that thing again that feeling again and i can't find it and i'm haunted by what i used to have and in the end result is that i just have a string of regrets behind me <laughs> a long string of regrets and people who do not like me <laughs> are you two still in touch have you seen each other in the past 13 years do you call each other I mean, I feel like we're like Facebook, Facebook friends. friends. <laughs> you are constantly inviting me to open houses and I'm constantly like, no. Uh, yeah. Do you even respond? Do you even deign to like click the button to decline I, it? No, God, no. I don't. I, I probably haven't <laughs> been on Facebook in like three months. Like I'm only there because I update the Mortuary's Facebook page. And you don't need to update that information very often. Like, people don't actually expect you to post that much. That's true. <laughs> you That's know, just true. occasionally you can set up things about, like, remember, we do pre-planning, not, not you know, you can do pre-planning, not just post-planning. Ooh, that's a bad it's term, post-planning. So concerning. <laughs> that's not how you wrote it on Facebook. No, no, I'm no, sure no. I, I wrote, I, it was very nice on Facebook. Not after yeah. the first time, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> after the first time we got flagged, yeah. <laughs> so now we can do your starting strings. So strings are a representation of emotional leverage. And it can be, someone can have a string on you because you care what they think about you, or because they really understand how you work emotionally, or for some other reason. And... At the start, you get to choose for each other PC, do they have zero, one, or two strings on you? And so that's a choice of how much do you think they get your character, or your character cares what they think. And mechanically, you can use these both to help and mess with each other. So it's sort of a measure of vulnerability. It's not bad for people to have strings on you. It's not good. It all depends on how the other players use them. So send a... Stormy. <laughs> Tell me about the strings. Andy, I forgot your name. <laughs> I am Blair Gravestone. Blair, okay, Gravestone. But it's okay, Grave. Cool. 
hyphen stone. So I just go by Blair Stone at this point. So, like Gravestone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it still looks like it's Gravestone. And, and in a mortuary, you don't want that. Like, you don't want no. the person working up and, you know, being like, oh, my God. Like, there's this goth chick named Gravestone who's like, Who I'm so sorry for your death. loss. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. I, so I think... Here's the thing. I don't I don't necessarily think that Blair gets me at all, but I do think that I care what she thinks. And there's not a whole lot of people right now that I care what they think. And so I think part of the reason that I keep inviting her to all of these open houses <laughs> is because I'm just trying to maintain some kind of connection, Aww. right? But I have like no oh, idea no. how to reapproach her as like a friend type person because I'm having a lot of issues with vulnerability and making uh, connections with humans because I don't understand what's missing here. So I think I have one. I'm going to say one. Blair has one on story. Oh, has one on me, yes. Mm-hmm. I think you have one on me. I said it backwards. So what do you think? I also yeah. think you have one on me because we went through some things and yeah, that's exactly. the kind of friend that you'd never delete from your phone. Right. You never, even if you stop talking, like, I know I could pick up the phone and call you, and we could just pick up where we left off, but I'm at a place in my life where I don't like to be reminded of back then, because now sure. I'm in this professional receptionist getup, which makes total sense with my astrobiology degree. You know, you don't always end up doing the things you went to college for. Blair doesn't like being reminded of a time when she felt like she had a personality. Oh dear. <laughs> like oh, she's no. she's she's right now, she's just like, I my entire life I wanted to be normal and now I am, and now it kind of sucks, but I've committed to being normal. That's that's really good. Look at oh, my really outfits funny. of all beige. Uh, uh, black whites grays and then sure, like okay, sure. you want like dark emeralds and some navies like you want quote-unquote color but not real color you know because sometimes people get freaked out if you show up looking like a mortician mm-hmm. at the mortuary but you have to also be very like put together yes. and calm yes. and also basically wearing something that could be considered in mourning at any particular point yes okay respectful it's the perfect cover for not having to wear anything festive. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes the hours are really wacky, too. So. I mean, that would be great cover for going off and doing Magical Guardian adventures, but you uh, haven't had to been do a long that time. in 13 years. And, um, so. Yeah, I mean, my, my, I, I mean, I do stretch and I do still, you know, do other things, but, you know, my back is a little... Is a little iffy sometimes. <laughs> it's 30 sucks. <laughs> you, might, oh. you might not bounce if an Eidolon hit you these days. Yeah. But, uh-huh. um, <laughs> the, the premise, I'll just reiterate, 13 years ago, you were in college and you were the mystical guardians of the Sparkle Heart. You were called by the Sparkle Heart and granted magical powers to battle the Eidolons, who were otherworldly monsters of eerie beauty and vicious intent, and they were terrifying. You could 
cut off a part and it would stay alive and keep coming for you. And you sealed the gate, sealed them away. You created this sparkling heart at the center of your university's big stone-constructed monument of its name up on the hill. Yes. Hilltop <laughs> University. Everyone, Hilltop University, right good in the middle of the Hilltop. O. Yeah, good old yeah. Hilltop. In the middle of the O, there's this hill, sparkling hill, heart. Hill, hill, mater. <laughs> and everyone remembers that there was always a sparkling heart there. There wasn't always a sparkling heart. But you're the only ones who remember that you did that. Magic. All the Eidolons seemed like mindless demons, but you two were both recently attacked by a person-shaped thing. With a kind of like glowing white Eidolon mask or face, hard to know, and then a murky humanoid body. And they seemed familiar to you. You couldn't place them, but you were able to survive your encounters with them. And Blair called up Stormy, suggesting that they meet at the mudslide which is the old cafe slash bar near campus and we're going to start there so who is the first to arrive at the mudslide not me Uh, yeah i think i am (laughs) realtor is never early nor late they always arrive right on time arrives precisely when they intend to arrive (laughs) but i got off work i always get off work at a certain time and well not always but i do have you know i can plan on mostly regular scheduled things so so it's like 6 p.m and i actually go to the mudslide on occasion because they have the best mozzarella sticks in town so i know the bartender it's not like the weird place for me although sometimes it's weird because there's like a bunch of college kids and i'm like was i that stupid in college and is it like two sides? Is it the college kids side and then the alcohol side? Or do they just like card people drink by drink? I think it is after a certain time of day, they pull out the alcohol. Got with it. like the bronze, it just moves with the television show to suddenly serve <laughs> alcohol when you become 21. <laughs> yeah, so oh, it is. Buffy. I mean, and they do have they do have no alcohol nights. So like during finals week. They will go no alcohol. They'll they'll go just all coffee all the time. Maybe they also just serve enough food that they can just card people because it counts as a like restaurant slash coffee shop. Yes. And you're you're known to them at this point, right? But if you if you've been sort of uh, coming for years semi regularly, mm-hmm. then you're probably good. They see you coming. They get the mozzarella sticks ready every Monday and- night. Five twenty p.m. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, you're predictable. Yeah, it didn't used to be, but that's the best thing about Mondays. It's mozzarella stick Mondays, y'all. So, where are you when Stormy arrives? I am at the bar, probably, but I am seated in the corner so that mm-hmm. she could sit, you know, at the other corner, and we would be kind of facing each other. Nice. So, but it's the far one near the back. So there's maybe a little bit more privacy. Got it. Yeah. So what kind of an entrance does Stormy make? A dramatic one. <laughs> <laughs> Stormy definitely like sweeps the door open and like a stray breeze goes by right when she does it. And like I'm wearing 
one of those, it's a suit, but it's a suit that instead of having like the suit jacket on top, it has the like tailored cape situation. Oh, yes. Happening. Oh, God. So, so the, but it, it matches the, like, it matches the suit pants, right? So I'm very like, it's all tweed, but it's in like cape. And so as the wind goes by, my cape like swirls for a moment, right? The little short, it's like, you know, hip length, like little short cape, right? So it swirls for a moment and then I step in and then the door closes behind me and it like calms back down again. So, and that is my entrance. And then I will skim the room and just like stare across everyone like, Basically going, are you hot? Are you hot? Are you hot? Oh, there's who I'm looking for. <laughs> what a dan- disaster pansexual. <laughs> it is, it, it, while some of them have noticed your dramatic tweed cape entrance, uh, there is no one who meets your standards. And Yeah, they're all very young. <laughs> I try to keep it in a, you know, age range, a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But Blair is there. And I have, ha- I'm halfway through my mudslide. Halfway through your mudslide, right. you've got your mozzarella sticks. It seems pretty, pretty good. Like, pretty good 5.25 on a Monday afternoon. Yeah, I'm going to sweep across the room to you. <laughs> As you can only sweep when you are wearing a cape. And plunk myself down in the stool on the other part of the corner. And just immediately... Start eating your mozzarella sticks. You know, as a former goth, I can tell you you're a little over the top. No, no, this is business casual now. Look, it's tweed. It's a cape, Stormy. Yeah, I know. It's great. Remember when we used to wear capes? Awkward. I mean, please tell me when you... Please tell me you remember when we yes, used to Yes, I wear remember capes. when I used to wear capes. Maybe we don't usually talk right. about that. Why, well, we can just talk about wearing capes. We don't have to talk about the rest of the stuff, right? You really need to relax more. You should have another one of those mudslides. I, I drink one every Monday. Just one? Just one? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll have a glass of wine on a Friday or something. But yeah, usually it's, it's a mudslide and mozzarella sticks on Mondays. Blair. And then um, I've started my watch through of... God, what's the longest and most boring TV show? Friends, Frasier, uh, <laughs> Law and oh. Order. And then I go home and I watch Law and Order. I'm on the 18th season. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I guess if that's, I guess if that's what, what makes you happy these days, mm-hmm. then uh, who, am I? Who, who am I to say anything about that? <laughs> yeah. I uh, I saw. Oh, um, congratulations on your engagement! I Thank saw you. on Facebook. Yes, Jane. I don't know if you friended her. Uh, Jane Woodlawn. She doesn't either, do a lot. To be of, entirely honest, she doesn't do a lot of the social media. Sure, sure. Which is I definitely. I mean, I, I didn't friend her, but I definitely stalked her page. Oh, um, so you know she's dogs, an accountant. By the way, sorry, uh, I missed that yeah. one. Cute dog, by the way. She has one of those tiny dogs, doesn't she? Uh, yes, but it's a tiny sweet when it's not a yapper. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, Penny. Right. Okay. A cat-sized dog. It is a cat-sized dog, which I know I've said before I would never have a cat-sized dog. A dog should be big enough that you can pound it. Just like, paw, 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 and it should, you know. <laughs> Stop it! David Cinda! <laughs> 
I've been saying that for years, and nobody's that's ever what, thought that what, it was dirty. That's what Blair's been saying ever since the werewolf incident back back in the day. Yeah, you need to be able. You know, you need to be able to. You need a dog that can just tackle you. You know, a dog that's big enough to to keep its own with uh, anything it might come across. So I really don't know if we're getting any better, but carry on. <laughs> I'm delighted that the accountant's dog is Penny. That's a that's a good detail. <laughs> I might be basing this on yeah. a real dog, so. But it's also the perfect name yeah. for this dog. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry that your life has become extremely boring. Um, well, I mean, once I move in with so Jane, it'll good. probably be better. You're you're gonna you're really gonna you're gonna go through okay you um yes congratulations I mean yeah did you see the ring? What's like the no. worst engagement ring? <laughs> what would an accountant give as a as an engagement ring? Gosh, I can all I can think of in my head right now is the song at a place where accountants work. I mean, is it terrible in that it's like way over the top, or is it terrible in that it's like I think we're. Well, so there's a big difference between being cheap and being frugal, right? I think Jane leans on the cheap side. I think, I actually think she was trying to nail your aesthetic of like this weird mix of like mostly business, but still a tiny bit goth underneath. And so it doesn't have any gemstones because she didn't want to pay for them. But it's got like this weird, like, it's really put together and like pretty until it's got like this weird, like cheap skeleton snake thing that looks like it just got soldered onto it. it like clearly does not belong in the setting of the ring like at all but she was just she was trying so hard and so the rest of the ring is like very like very businessy like very put together it's got like a nice band i turn it around at work <laughs> yes. and, then, and then and then it's got like i don't know maybe it's not it's not a skeleton i think it's like a little like snake that has like wings coming out of it or something yes i don't know what is it i i like snake with wings okay like rearing up to fly away or something and yeah or, yeah. yeah or like two snakes that's romantic or an ouroboros yeah it could be yeah. like yeah 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 is an ouroboros a two-headed snake I think it's the snake swallowing its tail. Ah, that yeah. Or you could have like the never-ending story the snake symbol, thing. With, like the multiple snakes of colors. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she didn't know that it was yes, from the never. That is what story. I think. Yes. So I think that someone saw her coming and sold mm-hmm. her this ring, making yeah. up this whole big story about what it means and what it symbolizes. And when I when she gave it to me, all I can all I can think when I look at it is that's the never-ending story of snakes. Yes, that's, that's yes, the Oreo. Agreed. But I didn't want to hurt her feelings. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Does Stormy recognize the Neverending Story snakes? Yes. Ah, oh. uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> did we watch it in college together a bunch? Uh oh, heck yeah, we did. Yeah. Sure. Yes. So I like the Neverending Story. I just that's maybe not the symbol I would have chosen. Sure. Right. You know? Right. Never and um. Story. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she she didn't want an engagement ring, which is okay. I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, sure, sure. Oh wait, 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 wait. So you like you're wearing around you're wearing around the never ending story book cover basically on your. Hey, finger. hey, she tried. Okay, <laughs> she's not wearing anything. <laughs> I'm only wearing this until we get married. We're we're having very sensible wedding bands made. Very sensible, huh? Made out of obsidian, unbreakable. 
Mm. Very, very plain, very nice. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Very black. Very. I mean, we do work at a mortuary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hey, uh, you, uh, you wanted to, you wanted to talk to me about something? Has anything weird happened to you recently? Absolutely, yes. I got attacked by an Eidolon. I'm going to eat a whole bunch more of her mozzarella. That's okay. I <laughs> I always order double when you come. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while. You might as well order another one because I'm not going to stop. Well, I ordered a double order because I knew you were coming. So, I mean, okay. I mean, we can order more. There's also more food. I mean, they have curly fries still. Ooh, I do like the and curly fries. They now do. You know, um, I can't eat curly fries anymore because I was like um, in this relationship and it was like our thing. And then like we broke off. Even cheesy bacon? No, no, no. I mean, the the curly fries, the curly fries. I mean, they have normal fries too. If you order the curly fries, I'll have some. But like I can't order (laughs) curly fries because like that was the thing that I did was like I always ordered the Uh, curly fries. If you keep going at this rate, you're going to not be able to eat anything in a couple of years. No, whatever. I figure I'll just start over at that point. Okay. So yeah, I was attacked by an Eidolon. Yeah. Uh, uh, how, how's things going for you? Nom nom uh, nom. I saw some spirit, <laughs> I think. Oh. Okay, but that's not unusual for you either. But this was like Eidolon mask head spirit thing? Ooh, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Back up, yeah. back up. Describe more. Ghosty, a little see-through at first, floating, no legs on the ground. And yeah, their head was like it was like it was like white glowy, yeah, eidolon, masky thing, and then like cloudy, murky. But it was like a person. Yeah, and eidolons aren't yeah. people, so that's why I would. I mean, I get asked by ghosts to do things, right? Like that just happens. That's normal. I mean, it's not normal, but it's normal for you, yes. Yeah. When you work where I, can't I work. Believe, look at you. You're so normal. It's not right. There's no... Are you happy? Do you actually like Jane? I love Jane. We're going to get married. Those are two completely different things, just so you know. Look, I love Jane. Uh-huh. Okay? We have been seeing each other for three years, and it is time to put up a shut up. All right. So, yeah, there was this interesting thing about the Eidolon wherein, like, yeah. I don't know, like, it looked kind of, gave me this weird feeling of, like, familiarity. I don't know. Well, it yeah, really at first strange. I thought it might just be a spirit I'd encountered before and I was projecting the mask because I didn't know who it was. Um, I don't usually do that anymore. Um, I mean, I don't talk to many ghosts anymore. Let's be honest. I don't. When was the last time I talked? Oh, I mean, there's this one really chatty ghost that lives in the microwave, but that's a different thing. Um, yeah, but I wasn't wearing my necklace, so I couldn't do anything. Not that I know if it will do anything for me now. Um, I don't know how, like, pure of heart and sturdy of soul I am. If you wanted to get at questions like happy etc there is a figure someone out move. what there's mechanics oh, there oh, are mechanics to this yay. game <laughs> you can use them i will choose to engage the mechanics of the game <laughs> i do want to know i will roll that'll be um, a wit 
Wit. <laughs> oh, dear. I got a seven. All right. Ooh. So on a seven, you get to ask two of those questions, um, but then Blair will get to ask one of you as well. Oh! <laughs> so let's alternate, right? Like Stormy, ask your first question, then we'll have Blair ask a question. Yeah, I I want to know like for realsies. So I'm gonna I'm gonna eat one more mozzarella stick <laughs> and just really. Blair has in. drained her drink at this point. This is very stressful. Just really lean in. I'm going to push the the mudslide drink like back to the other side of the bar and just tap it so that they come by and refill it. I'm just going to lean in. Blair. I only only drink one. No, 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 honey. It's not a one drink kind of night. Look, you're talking about a ghost. I'm talking about an Eidolon. I think we might be talking about the same thing. And I'm a little bit concerned about that. But we can talk about that later because what I'm really concerned about right now is like this 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 is what? not like the blair that it, this this all of this this but well i'm sorry i'm not in tweed well it's not about the tweed honey like you never wore tweed that's not the point i just yeah, neither did you I have to quite well <laughs> you know sometimes when you move up in the world you get access to better fabric is all i'm saying but we're not talking about me right now. We're really this talking about you. Is a Michael what? Kors pencil skirt. Oh, that's weird. Why is it weird? It it matches my my blazer. Okay, this is also this Michael is where we get into. On you though, on you. When did you start caring about this? When did you when did you stop? Buying things that made you feel good and start buying things that like made you feel like you could blend in. Like I'm when I got yelled at by my boss about it. Yes, exactly. So like, are you happy? I am very stable right now. Yeah, that's not the answer to that question. So the the role that you made gives you two of those questions, which you don't have to ask them literally. You can, but you that can, can just be like the subject. You can ask them literally, and they don't have to be answered literally. Are you asking like I what think are I'm your kind feelings of asking towards? Your feeling towards yeah, towards <laughs> that's what I was going for. But I Jane or like her life, your life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, insert your life on that one. Yes. <laughs> Well, some of us can't just flit about from million dollar house to million dollar house sale. Like some of us have to actually plan for our future. And you know what? I worked my way up to making $40,000 a year. And, uh, you know, I know that's not a lot of money for somebody like you. But for me, it's a perfect amount that um, we can be happy on. So what are your feelings toward, uh, towards your life? Oh, God, no, I'm miserable. <laughs> but I don't know if I know that yet. Yeah, or you're certainly not about to tell me about My entire it, life, I just to wanted to be it. normal. Now I am normal. It's fine. Congrats. Fine. Congrats. You're normal now. It's pleasant. Does it's Blair, routine. <laughs> what does Blair want to know from Stormy? I mean, just what do you hope to get from this meeting? Oh, no, wait. I called the meeting. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> but I can still tell you that. Yes, I. let's go for that. Yeah. Cool. Are you going to ask me, like, in, in character, or do you just want me to tell you? No, I think this would, I, I think I would go for it for a roundabout way. I'm okay. tactful now. <laughs> oh, um, cool. I'm not. So, I mean, I think what Stormy is specifically trying to get out of this meeting is both, like, 
trying to figure out what's going on with her experience recently with the humanoid-shaped Eidolon, and then also to kind of reconnect with you. Oh, Because this is a chance, right? Like, you literally don't respond to my Facebook messages. Well, no, you never message me directly. You just invite no, me to things. I know. I just like your posts when you deign to post them. Yeah, you've liked everything on the Mortuary uh, Facebook page, which is really weird yes, sometimes. I have. <laughs> I just want you to know that I'm still there. <laughs> I just want to feel like there's still a connection. Well, I do occasionally look at your Twitter page. Cool. Oh, so you, you've seen that uh, that house they bought over uh, by like Fifth and Maple? Yes. Total wreck. But they're starting the they're starting to scrape all the paint off the outside next week, and then we're gonna tear out <clears throat> every single window in the entire place. Take the whole front off and put a new facade on, and then I'm gonna have them redo the entire interior, and it is going to be gold. Just it's gonna be Yeah, that's one of the good. neighborhoods um Jane wants to look in. For a place. Oh, well, you should totally come talk to me. Like, I could absolutely get you a very not boring house in that neighborhood. I'm very familiar <laughs> with that neighborhood. Do you want one with, like, ghosts in it? Or do you want one with, like, you know, just, like... I'm sorry, cool can plant? you tell if there are ghosts in it? Well, I mean, I have, you know, some that I feel like are much better bets than others for ghosts. Because it depends on how long they've been around. And, like, some of these houses have stories, right, that move with them. So you'd have to come visit it and see for yourself, really. Because I can't promise ghosts. I can only say the probability of ghosts is high. So, like, just let me know. I don't particularly want to be around ghosts. Aw, oh, man. I don't know what to do with you. Anyway, so this not ghost that you saw that I'm pretty sure is the same as the thing that I saw, which means it's probably really not a ghost because I saw it too. That's a good point. You don't normally see ghosts. You see what they do when they break things and whatnot, of course, but... Yeah. <sighs> I mean, do you think that the... Do you think that the heart has been broken? <sighs> Maybe we should go check. So as you look towards the door, you see a familiar face. Rita, your old classmate <gasps> Rita. and frenemy. <laughs> your old frenemy Rita comes in looking as if she's seen a ghost and has gone to the bar as a, as a result of this experience. But when she sees you two, she glares. And stomps over. Ugh. And oh my says, god, can you believe it's Rita? Oh my god, what is she doing here? <laughs> she never comes of, in here. Of yeah. course you two are in here. Whenever any of this weird stuff happens, you two are always around. Sure, Rita. And what Hi, weird stuff? Rita. What did you do? Nice to what did see you. Do? you. What well, did you do this time? N absolutely nothing. What did I do last time? I Absolute oh, got are engaged. you talking about the mayor? Are you talking about the mayor? Because then I did do something. Did you sleep with the mayor? She's hot. Like the mayor would sleep with you, Stormy. You're still full of garbage. <laughs> oh, whatever. Lovely Rita. Me to me. Nothing can go between us. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Blair. Oh, God. <laughs> what did Stormy do? What did Stormy do she about I what? I didn't do anything. Janie and Kimmy are... They are not right. And it's just like that time in senior year that Safi ditched the art major for like a week. Do you remember? I don't know 
I don't know what you did. But if you fix it, I'll forgive you. Like we care what you think. We haven't done anything. Are, are you sure Stormy hasn't done Well, do I can't do anything. vouch for her. We actually haven't seen much of each other since graduation. Right? So, wait. Mm-hmm. You still hang out with Kimmy and Jenny? Yeah, we're still roommates. We moved up the hill. You're still roommates? Yeah, we're still roommates. We actually get along. Okay, that's fair. They were always the nice ones. I guess there has to be a mean one in every crew. Well, I thought Kimmy was the smart one. I am looking <laughs> out for my friends. Who's the smart one? Kimmy? I mean, usually. And then Jenny was the nice one, and Rita was the mean one? All right. Well, I maybe, but I get things done. You two, come with me. We hope you enjoyed episode 142 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcatcher. You can find us online, sasgeek.com, or on Twitter at sasgeekpodcast. Thirsty Sword Lesbians is on Kickstarter now. You can find it by going to swordlesbians.com or sword.gay. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. You can find more music, merch, and tour dates online, kieranstrange.com, or on Twitter at Kieran Strange. Join us in two weeks for the conclusion of our Thirsty Sword Adventures. My defense is, I'm ready.